the more learners that have these mindsets, this entrepreneurial thinking, the sustainability thinking, the more impact we'll have on the industries that, that need it. Our goal is to reach 1 million change makers by 2030. So it's in line with our climate agendas and a lot of sustainability agendas, but the 1 million is impact. Welcome to Future Strategies. I'm your host, Florian Schleicher. And this show is my gift to you. In honest conversations with inspiring marketing leaders, we explore how marketing and strategies can achieve sustainable growth. If you would like to apply this to your own projects, that's exactly what Today, I do. Today I'm talking with Christina Geiger, who is the head of marketing and communications to at Tomorrow University. Marketing She's a brand future. storyteller and marketing specialist so let's jump right with into it. over a decade of experience working with international events and brands. Her journey began at the Volvo Ocean Race, where she managed the event's media operations around the globe. Later, she joined Red Bull, where she led the communications and content production for top-sponsored motorsports events like the Dakar Rally, WRC, and Formula One. In 2018, she transitioned into higher education marketing, playing a key role at the Catalyst Institute for Creative Arts and Technology, where she led the Institute's award-winning rebrand. And in June 2023, she joined the Tomorrow University, Europe's leading remote learning institute for sustainable business management. It's so great to have you with me here today, Christina. Thanks, Florian. It's a pleasure. So for those who don't know, what is the Tomorrow University? So it's an amazing online institute focusing on degree courses and also short three-month and three-week courses around sustainability, entrepreneurship, and technology. I think it's one of the few universities out there that actually focus on real sustainable development goals um, described by the UN. So most of the students joining us have some cause or some mission in mind, whether it's accessibility to education or improving healthcare or gender equality. There's 17 UN SDGs to pick from. But yeah, essentially, most of the, the students come in with either something in mind or they develop it on the way. Mm -hmm. But we are empowering the future change makers of tomorrow and helping them gain the skills to transition into a more sustainable society. That sounds amazing. What's your focus as head of marketing and communication? Yeah, so I'm leading the brand marketing and communications for Tomorrow University. So I have the luck of designing and ideating the story behind the brand. It's a very exciting role because um, it's obviously visual. A lot of brand work is mm -hmm. visual, but it's also a lot about storytelling, which is my favorite part in picking at all the, the angles and elements that build up the product and experience. My main focus is translating our values into content, into our web design, into our program descriptions. And yeah, that's what I do at Tomorrow University. Interesting. And what I really like about the Tomorrow University is the topics and the themes for bachelors and masters. So you have AI and sustainable technologies. You have responsible entrepreneurship and management, sustainability, entrepreneurship, technology, leadership, and innovation. And it all sounds like such a modern and futuristic almost approach, like the perfect mix. So I would also be curious, because it sounds like 
everyone would be flocking to you, but there probably also are some challenges. Is it a challenge to explain in 2024 how an online MBA works to students? Absolutely. I think it's the masters and the bachelors are slightly different. I think for the masters nowadays, it's more usual to find professionals that just want to upskill and don't have the time to go to a university in person. So I think online studies for kind of the older audience is more of a natural progression. For the bachelors, it's a bit more difficult because, you know, online studies replace their campus experience. It replaces them, you know, meeting at the cafeteria, exchanging with their peers. Um, and we at Tamara University, we, we, we do a good job in filling that gap. Um, we have this whole online metaverse where they have their classrooms. They can connect on Slack on not just for their, in their cohorts, but also on interest level and on location level. And then we enable them to meet in their cities or wherever they're based in person. So we try to bridge that you know, lack of physical campus with an online campus, but then also extending it into the real and real person meetups. So yeah, it, it, is, it is kind of challenging because also there's a lot out there. You know, There's a lot of online stuff. Mm. And how do you portray all the nice elements of your program in just one web page? So that's a constant iteration of content. It's a constant improvement of our brochures. And now we're, we're, we're spending quite a lot of time building video content, mm -hmm. um, more stories, just showcase the other side of the learning because, you know, you have the content, but then you have the experience. And I think the experience is what sets our university apart from other universities. And that's the harder thing to portray. And you have all these social channels and... Um, yeah, you just have to do your best at also trying to showcase each of those elements separately, together, collectively. But yeah, it's a good challenge. I think since we're only, we're only two years old, we have a long ways to go. There's a lot of progress made so far. And the more we're digging into it, the more content angles that we see are valuable. And then we just have to package them up and decide how we want to, to deliver them. And you're only two years old. If I look at your website and your social, it feels like you're five years old at least. <laughs> you touched upon a point that I found very interesting, which is there is a lot of information involved in deciding where to study. How do you get that across? Because it's a very information-heavy service you're selling. Is it short-form video content you're pushing on or how do you use that in marketing or how do you address it in marketing? Absolutely. It's a funnel exercise at the end of the day, right? So you don't buy a university degree like you buy a pair of shoes. You you think about it, you you maybe see an ad on LinkedIn or you see an ad on Instagram. You're like, oh, I love the vibe. I love the feeling or this, this course is making me dream a bit. On socials, sometimes it's more that you come across the, the brand and later on you remember that and then you go onto the website and look. So um, with search, it's, it's different, you know, search, there's an intention behind it, you know, mm. your online degrees. And here it's really about being the, or having the first message very clear, you know, like, what do you want to be, you know? And I think for us, a lot of the, the students, they want to work in something along the lines of sustainability. They don't know maybe what it is yet, but they want to make a better world. They want to build something better for the future. So we try to capture them maybe with mm. more with this message more the, the dream element or the who I want to be element. And then when they're on the website, then we 
have more content around the course, also, you know, videos and, and yeah, uh, hints around the curriculum, but we don't try to bombard them with too much information yet. And then at one point, if they're interested, then they can download the brochure. And then we have a nice sales cycle and an amazing sales team that are very approachable and they guide you through your decision-making process. Mm. Um, and I think that's really important because we're still, we, we're still small enough to have this boutique approach um, that we can really work with each student in, in finding the right. Also, because we have so many uh, modules, elective modules, you can really tailor the course to your needs. And since a lot of the learners have already a predefined idea of where they want to go with our admissions team, they can devise that on a one-on-one -on -one basis. So I think that's, that's a lot of value in our whole sales funnel. And also, I think like trust will be a big issue probably for you. How to create that trust? Because you mentioned you're just in the market for two years now. Mm -hmm. How do you build that trust? Do you work with a lot of testimonials there? Or is it part of the sales funnel with the very direct contact to the sales team already? Mm -hmm. How do you manage that? Yeah, it's with trust. There's a lot of different ways to portray trust. Now we have, you know, logos, accreditation. Some people are more visual. Some people need to hear a story out there, need to see that, you know, there's ambassadors, need to see that the courses are backed up by somebody that is already in the industry. They want to know who our tutors are. So we make sure that we're telling them who is delivering the courses. And I think with online, they can't just show up on campus and see who we are, you know. So we have a lot of online events as well. And I think these really help. Um, they're a little bit more down the funnel. But normally once you, we had a, we started make, organizing virtual open days very recently. Mm -hmm. And these are great because you see not just the founder and the salesperson, but you see somebody from the tech team, somebody from the community team, different learners. And then you get a feeling for the brand and, and who we are as, as a community. And I think that adds a lot more trust than a bunch of logos on the website. But when you're just landing on the website, you kind of need to see those logos to say, okay, yeah. there's some there's some street cred here, even though, yeah, they could be made up. You know, it's it's hard to say nowadays what is bona fide accreditation. Of course, we're accredited, but sometimes I think those logos or the testimonials only work when you have like a in real life contact with the community or you're able to really see for example, a graduate story, you know, how that mm. person did the studies and actually went out there and did something valuable. That I think is the best trust signal that we can have actual learners out there making an impact in their, in their business. And I think especially the free sessions, they are so important. I mean, I was honored to have led two guest lectures at the Timor University about strategic green marketing. There were a lot of students there, but there were also some people who were not actual students. And I think it's a good way to get into contact. Okay. How does this look? How does this metaverse campus look? How are the lectures? Because with being a university of applied sciences, I think it's so important to have this direct link to the actual economy, how it works yeah. and only get that through great speakers who have a lot of experience. Yeah. Absolutely. And it, that's one of the highlights of the, of the experience is being continuously dropped in to real life, real industry, real problems, real solutions. Um, and that's what feeds your imagination. It's, 
what helps you think about what strategies are being employed and how can I learn from those. And that's a huge part of our offer. This is why we also have community events. Some of them are gated for the community, but others are for the public just just for that reason as well. And also just to spread the knowledge because it's important that everybody gets familiarized with these topics. And then that also probably helps us at the end of the day for sales, but also helps the world (laughs) because we just need more awareness. And I think sometimes these sustainability topics can be quite abstract uh, for those who aren't directly involved in any of these topics. That's actually a perfect segue to the next topic I want to talk with you about because we talked about trust and you mentioned your direct connection to the SDGs. How do you convey that you really have an honest point of view and you take a stance on sustainability and it's not just like a lot of companies something you put in front but there is not so much behind it yeah that's one thing that i think we could do better because it's always you know it's embedded in the curriculum and i i don't think we we talk about it enough and yeah the the in the curriculum you have your orientation phase where you get familiarized with your your topic and then um you dive into your subject area but towards the end of your degree We have a whole semester that's dedicated to sustainable development goals and it's climate mm-hmm. action. I think it's diversity. There's there's five different SDGs and you are applying all the knowledge within your field, within your study field, into those topics directly. And I think this is a part that I, I wish we portrayed more and I think we will in the future as we watch this space. But the sustainability factor, I think if you just say sustainability, 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 you're not saying anything at all. So the way we work with our learners, the way we work with our team, I think this, this should come, this should be conveyed within that process. And in terms of, yeah, on, on the digital channels, we talk about these, these topics every once in a while, but again, I think we can still talk about them more and in more detail, you know, we go into these learners and what they were doing, examples of their work, our partners, how they work with Baringa or Kelp Blue. And we and we we try to just talk about it, give a description or give an idea of what your projects could look like. But since we don't have a specific approach to talking about sustainability, to be honest, because it's just mm-hmm. part of us, mm-hmm. um, I hope that it comes across. And, and I know we could definitely talk about it more. And, you know, with the talks we have, the people that we choose to co-deliver the challenges, These are companies that are working in these spaces for impact. Yeah, I don't think we have to kind of work too hard <laughs> to be there. And I think I just had a meeting this week with a client. They are super sustainable company already. And they also like, it's just their identity to be sustainable. So they're not communicating it all the time because it's just who they are basically. Yeah. So I think a lot of other companies have a way harder time to getting that across. But for you, it's built into your DNA that you are sustainable. And I would be curious also in terms of target audience for you. Who are those people you are looking for and who you want to enlist in an MBA? Yeah, it's funny because we... Sometimes, you know, we're anal- analyzing the, the, the leads and who are our customers. And sometimes people approach us because, or the younger audience, because they want to study business. Mm-hmm. And then they see that we also have this huge focus on sustainability and they think, oh, that's a plus. 
Um, but other times, and this is more the younger audience, but the older audience, they have an intention to progress their fields towards something more sustainable, equitable, and they have a business background or want to have a business background or they want to progress within their their areas. You know, if you're an MBA, you might be working in HR, you might be working in business development or operations, but they don't want just any type of upskilling. They want an upskilling that is actually leading towards something positive, that's actually helping us tackle all these challenges that are that we're facing now and that we're going to continue to face in the future. So we do say the majority, if they're if not the majority, are mission driven. There's this seed that's in them that they want to grow and they want to find a way and they want to find the support and they want to find the community that can help them achieve this. Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of universities out there, they're very theoretical. We have one student, she said she had forgotten how to dream and how to really come up with crazy ideas because they were always sort of yeah, pushed back or or not very encouraged. And she said it's very inspiring to, to be a part of a community where everybody's dreaming, where everybody's coming up with ideas and solutions and sharing that. Wow, that's such an amazing feedback to get. Yeah, yeah. You know, sharing that passion. And I think that's why, you know, sustainability is can be portrayed in so many ways. It's not just about the environment. It's about how we deal with our lives, how we as humans are sustainable, you know, preventing burnout, you know, mm-hmm. health, you know, there's, there's so many parts to it. I already mentioned you, you started this green marketing MBA mm-hmm. and I can imagine it's, it's another challenge because you are now a young university and you're launching a new course. Can you explain like, what's the different challenge now with this new thing you're starting also? Yeah. The impact MBA was launched back in June as one program in sustainability, innovation, and leadership. And it's been a favorite. It's really been one of the top programs because it's very versatile. It's very approachable. It's very transferable. And that's what inspired our team to create another five programs within the same Impact MBA. But one is focusing on green tech, another one on climate leadership, another one on ESG management, so just ESG. And this is also based on student feedback. Students saying, wow, we love this course, but we would love it if it could just focus on this or if it could just focus on that. And that's what inspired our academic team to branch out and actually create the six different options. So climate leadership is really for those who really want to work in advocacy, who really want to know how to use climate science to convince business leaders to make the right decisions. So it's not just you know, running an NGO, which is also a nice outcome, but it's also knowing how to use this knowledge and climate to to move businesses, to move industries and change systems. Same with the green tech one. It's really about renewable energies, understanding renewable energies enough to be able to transform your company sustainably. Hmm. So yeah, these these programs, I think they're going to be a great success because we already know that the first, our flagship Impact MBA was very popular. And the other ones, since they're so much more specialized, they will be able to speak to that HR person that wants to know how to deal with remote teams and remote setups, how to deal with diversity, how to foster inclusive leadership. These are things that maybe weren't so common in the last years. And 
even DEI is is an important part of sustainability. You know, yeah. helping everybody feel included and creating healthy work environments is a big part of this. So each of these MBAs now speak to somebody a little bit more closely and personally. And I think that's, that's a, I, I'm pretty sure they're going to be successful. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure they will be. And also, it seems like you are a very vision-driven company. So I would love to talk a little bit more about what's your plan for the future? Is it all the future leaders in sustainability and in business have had a touch point with the Tomorrow University? Or where is like your big picture that you aim for? Yeah, well, if you ask our co-founders, Christian Revernick and Thomas Funke, they are adamant about this. But our, our goal is to reach 1 million changemakers by 2030. So it's in line with our climate agendas and a lot of sustainability agendas. But this doesn't mean that we'll have 1 million degree learners. We could have 1 million learners in general who have done a certificate course, a shorter challenge or a longer course. But the one million is impact. What we want to achieve is that the more learners that have these mindsets, this entrepreneurial thinking, the sustainability thinking, the more impact we'll have on the industries that, that need it. And it's the beginning when I started at Tomorrow University, I was like, wow, that's a really big goal. <laughs> yes, it is. But the more I, I see how we're working and I see how we're, how we're tackling these topics, I do think that it, it is achievable because if, even if one person spends three weeks with us, they will already shift their mindset and they'll already start thinking in different terms. And I think that's, that's what's necessary right now to change industries. Uh, you need to have people who understand these topics at a granular level, but also on a general level. And I think we are catering to, to all those needs. And in the future, when we have more courses, we'll be able to also hopefully, you know, reach all industries and have some sort of relevance in the majority of industries that need it. Yeah. And I think it's important to dream big. The vision should be big. Yeah. Because that's what motivates you to do your job and to get there, actually. And I think that the role of goals, for example, is much more short term and actions then are even more short term. But you need to have this big picture to know where you aim for. I want to touch upon, upon one more topic before we go to the three final questions, which is you also have a second target audience from my point of view, which is businesses and the economy, because they should then hire your students if the students don't start their own business. How do you approach that? Do you do a lot of PR for that? Or how do you make businesses aware that you're a good institution to hire people from? Yeah, we have a, a partnerships manager. And through this, also with our different co-partner challenges, we do have some sort of talent pool. But this is going to grow the more we have, the more graduates we have. And as you said earlier, one million change makers, this is the minimum necessary to meet these goals because we have all these climate agendas and these will not be possible if we don't have the workforce ready for it and currently the workforce is not ready for it i think these like big visions are actually not even as big as they should be <laughs> and with companies it's the same they we in the future would aspire to be a talent pool for recruiters and 
this still will take some time because we still have graduates in the making, but we do have a lot of students that are actually already working in these companies. They're already working for Deutsche Bank and for Tesla and for Nike, and they're already able with the knowledge they have to start pushing the wheel slowly. And for businesses, we do have a B2B angle where we do talk to different enterprises to help upskill their employees. And I see this becoming a big, even an even bigger operation in the future. Amazing. I really can't wait to see where this all leads to. So Christina, my final three questions. So first is, what is good marketing for you in three words? I had a hard time thinking about this before. I'm like, wow, what is good marketing? What is it? Is it about what we think is good for us, subjective, or is it that it's effective, you know? But I thought for myself, good marketing is personality, it's branding, it's identity, it's really creating that emotional connection. It's personality for me is your friend. You know, you want to follow a brand that gets your friend and then you want to know how they're doing, what's their story. I think that's good marketing for me, that there is a coherent brand and personality. Then second would be audience centricity. Good mm -hmm. marketing for me, they know who they're talking to. You know who your, your audience is, and then you're able to connect with them on a very intrinsic motivation level to make sure that the product evolves with that audience or that you know the audience needs are, are met with this product. I think that's very important. I think Under Armour do, do really good with this as well. You know, thinking about who you want to be and mm. then shaping the marketing around that, not just what you need, you know, what is the product, but what do you want to be thanks to that product? So I think that is quite important for me. And then simplicity. I think I like that. Th there's so many messages out there. Sometimes there's too many options, too many CTAs and one CTA. And I think it's important to be able to convey one USP at a time and know what you're trying to convey with that. And we know that the history of marketing, you know, just do it. Brands like Nike, that just do it means everything. So I think simplicity is good, even if the product is complex. Yeah, those are my, I think those are my three. Yeah, I like that. And I, and I so agree with you, especially on this, on the simplicity part, because there are so many messages out there. And I just recently read that the average day of a consumer now has 31 hours. <laughs> first I was thinking, how is it possible? And then it was explained, yes, because of multitasking. Mm. We're actually squeezing so many things into our 24 days. They now account to 30 hour days, 31 hour days. And if you really want to get something across, because nobody is waiting for a brand's message to arrive at the, the doorstep, then you have to make it really simple. Absolutely. I think this is something that we struggle with because you're like, oh, I want to tell the world all these amazing things about us in one sentence, but that's the job. <laughs> Picking those few words that do the job for you. So second question, what is the future of marketing? Oof, I feel like we don't know. <laughs> it's changing completely. It's, it's ever evolving. AI has changed the way we do marketing um, and it's going to keep changing it. And I think AI is also helping us personalize quite a lot, but to the extent that we won't know what's real anymore. You know, when I'm getting these sequences, how do I know you actually wrote that to me or was that AI? So I do feel like marketing at some point 
is going to shift back into some old school format where we're going to see a bit more interactivity or more in real life person connections or they're a way to know that we're not dealing with uh, AI or that we're not dealing with something that we deem not real, even though it is mm -hmm. real. And I think in that sense, maybe we'll see a bit more gated content because AI is becoming a search engine. So as brands, when we're trying to use SEO uh, to gain web traffic and, and, and build awareness, we'll just be sucked into the search engine, <laughs> into the, the, the language model. So I do think there'll be a bit more gated content going forward. And then through this, building more communities and doing this personal touch, but with a more community focus, as we see a lot with marketing becoming a bit of an activism platform as well. So I think marketing will have to step up quite a lot and brands will need to really think about who their creators are, how they're using creators to be authentic, and then what type of community are they building for their brand? Because uh, I think people will, will want to feel a bit more personal with the brand and knowing that a lot of the stuff isn't even real, we're going to have to bridge that gap somehow to really make an impact. Very interesting insight. I like that. And I also think AI is going to change a lot and also how we perceive content, how we consume it. And yeah, will be an interesting time. Yeah, I'm hoping for more immersive and interactive ways of, you know, really being able to be in touch with the brand. Yeah, I think the Lego group is actually experimenting a lot with that. Mm. I just saw that they have a dedicated department for their Lego lands because they are very keen on getting ahead also with Gen Alpha. This is a generation that will be merging digital and physical experiences in a new way. And so everyone like a university who has to bridge that gap will be looking into how can you actually provide this digital experience. And yeah, I'm, I'm really curious what will happen in this space. Yeah, me too. I love the idea of merging your, your surroundings, you know, with Apple's um, Vision Pro, yeah. really meeting the combining both worlds because as it stands right now they're they're two separate worlds and in the future children will be able to interact with both at the same time and that's going to be a whole new environment so it's a very interesting time for marketing so definitely also yeah <laughs> stressing the need to keep upskilling and keep on top of these trends to be able to learn as we go as well yeah learn as we go another great segue what yeah. book have you recently read that you would like to recommend here Now that I work in a in an ed tech organization, it's it's interesting to see how yeah the the philosophy behind integrating tech products into into markets. I thought that was really interesting. But if it's any book, I would really recommend Four Thousand Weeks: Time Management for Mortals. Yes. I think for us marketers, it's really useful. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and I think for anybody who is a little bit ambitious and is trying to get a lot of things done at the same time and feeling like There's so many things I want to do. This book just really helped me drop into my present moment and really consider why I do what I do right now and how I can enjoy it rather than always thinking about the next big step because that, you know, that step might not be there. But what I have right now is, is, is good. It's interesting. And it also helps me think a lot about the audience and, and 
that our target audience and how they also don't have, they have infinite options. So how do we help them make good decisions that help them live also healthy lives and also fulfilled lives? So yeah, you read the book, right? Yes, I've read yeah. it and I really enjoyed it because like it started with the title, it's about time management for models. Yeah, It's not about getting up at 3 a.m., hitting the gym and writing your inspirational quotes every day, but it's about also enjoying life yeah. and making the most out of it. And, and so I really love the book. I'm going to reread it maybe this year. Uh, one of these few books that I think you can always get some inspiration out of. Absolutely. Like what is a success story? And that success story is not in the future. It is right now. Yes. Um, and I think for our students as well, they're trying to work, study, travel, live. And I think it's a good book for anybody trying to do all these things at the same time that they actually, you know, enjoy the journey. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Christina, thank you so much for your insights, for the learnings you shared, for the visions and for your optimism also. Thank you so much for coming on the show and talking with me. Thank you so much for having me. It was a true pleasure and I'd love to talk more about all these things in the future. Thanks so much. You're welcome. And yeah, let's talk more about these things. And I look forward to seeing you soon. Good to see you. That's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. If you have enjoyed this episode, please give me a rating and a review. This means the world to me, as I really pour my heart into the production and the interviews with those brilliant minds. If you are looking for an easy way to learn strategic marketing, check out the Simple and Sustainable Marketing Academy, where I share the basics of strategic and sustainable marketing in an online live setting. You can also sign up to my inspiring newsletter where I deliver valuable thoughts to your inbox on how to achieve sustainable growth. I promise you will like it. And if you want to get in touch and find out more about me and my projects, just have a look at the links in the show notes or find me on Instagram and LinkedIn at Florian Schleicher. Thank you so much for listening and I look forward to sharing more with you in the next episode.